South Africa and Chile enjoy cordial diplomatic relations that were formally normalized in 1991 October. Bilateral relations between the two countries are underpinned by the values of respect for democracy, human rights and sustainable development. At the global level, the two countries agree on respect for the rule of international law, multilateralism and South-South cooperation in pursuit of the developmental agenda of the South. Today we speak to the Ambassador of South Africa to Chile, His Excellency, uh, Mr. George Munyemangene. Uh, good morning and welcome to Ubuntu Radio. Good morning, Ms. Ngoven, and good morning uh, to the listeners uh, of Ubuntu Radio. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. How would you describe the current state of relations between Chile and South Africa? I would say that uh, both countries enjoy very cordial and good uh, bilateral relations. Uh, as you may be aware, a couple of days ago, we actually held uh, the eighth political consultations between the two countries. Uh, this would have followed uh, the last that were held uh, during uh, the pandemic, which were held uh, virtually on the 23rd of July, uh, 2021. So a lot of uh, interaction, I, I believe that uh, uh, the area of uh, cooperation continues to expand and deepen, you know, which is also good for uh, strengthening bilateral relations. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to uh, memorandums of understanding, do you do we have any standing agreements in place between the two countries and which areas of cooperation are we mainly focusing on? Well, the areas of cooperation actually straddle I would say, uh, you know, different spheres and uh, different different sectors. Already there have been agreements signed in different areas, such as uh, we have a memorandum of understanding uh, in mining, uh, which uh, we are currently working on, uh, you know, quite fervently to try and uh, make sure that it is being that it is being implemented in full. And I believe that uh, uh, the various parties will actually. Uh, be meeting uh, to make sure that an action plan is drawn. We also have a memorandum of understanding on science and technology. We signed a memorandum of understanding on defense. And we also have other agreements uh, that are currently under negotiations that we hope will actually be signed uh, should a high level uh, engagement eventuate, hopefully later during the course of this year. Those are agreements in the areas of sport, a, a possible memorandum of understanding on arts and culture, a memorandum of understanding on aquaculture and fisheries, and a memorandum of understanding on social development, just to mention a few of those that are either currently being finalized or are currently being negotiated. Well, a bilateral and multilateral cooperation between South Africa and Chile are conducted within the framework of the Joint Consultative Mechanism, otherwise known as the JCM, which is also co-chaired at deputy ministerial level and meets every second year. What are the priorities for both countries in this mechanism? Well, there are several priorities. Firstly, to uh, depend relations. And uh, secondly, to also ensure that we heighten uh, the level of trade and investment relations between our two countries and to also ensure that, 
the, the level of technical cooperation, skills development, and exchanges also continues to grow in this particular area. As you may be aware, for instance, uh, Chile offers the Nelson Mandela Scholarship for South African students who wish to pursue postgraduate studies in different areas. And we believe that uh, this particular scholarship itself has been very successful as over 70 students, South African students have already benefited from this particular scholarship. Furthermore, there are other areas where uh, courses, whether short term or virtual have been offered, you know, for instance, in, uh, you know, related to uh, management in the public sector that have been offered by the University of Chile. So there are different areas uh, that have really been identified and stratified uh, that we believe are very critical for actually ensuring that this bilateral relationship uh, continues to grow and it continues to expand in terms of uh, areas of collaboration. Again, we have a joint investment and trade committee that tries to look after areas where we believe uh, that we can continue to uh, deepen trade and investment relations uh, between the two countries. So both areas of collaboration uh, will straddle both the bilateral and multilateral uh, areas as well. So therefore, this uh, the, the, the joint consultative mechanism and the political consultations are quite critical because uh, they give us an opportunity to review and conjointly map priorities for bilateral and multilateral cooperation as we go forward. Um, the Deputy Minister of International Relations and Cooperation, Mr. Alvin Bottas, has just concluded his official visit to the Republic of Chile, which took place between the 22nd to the 25th of July 2023. And he came through to co-chair the eighth meeting, meeting of the joint consultative mechanism between South Africa and Chile. Would you kindly share some of the outcomes of his visit? Well, the outcomes we believe, uh, you know, were, were, were quite positive and, uh, you know, quite fruitful in advancing, uh, you know, the type of relationship that we want and the type of bilateral relationship that we continue to build and strengthen. Uh, in essence, uh, this bilateral relationship focuses on strengthening the political, economic and uh, cultural relations. Uh, for instance, uh, during uh, the political consultations, uh, various areas were agreed. We have agreed that the Joint Investment and Trade Committee will meet as soon as possible uh, to try and uh, review progress to date and identify areas where a lot of work, needs, you know, more work needs to be done to try and uh, continue to depend, uh, to, to, to depend at the increasing levels of trade between our countries and to also ensure that we can crowd in investments you know, in a two-way manner, both in South Africa in terms of uh, Chilean investments. And as you may be aware, you know, there are South African companies that outwardly invest in Chile. This uh, uh, in itself, you know, will form uh, the cornerstone and a very solid platform uh, for ensuring that on the economic, economic front, you know, a lot of work is being done. Secondly, this uh, political consultation was focused on preparing for a high level visit at uh, our at presidential level 
uh, for later in the year. Those efforts continue. We know that an invitation has been issued uh, for our president to visit Chile at some point during the course of the year. And we're hopeful that uh, you know confirmation will be issued uh, for this uh, official visit to eventuate uh, should uh, both parties agree on the modalities and uh, uh, the date, the exact date for this particular visit to take place. So we believe that that in itself was very important and very critical. I think thirdly, that uh, we have also, you know, paved the way to ensure that agreements that have been signed are being implemented uh, or that those that still need a lot of work that will bring all the parties together to develop action plans and to develop committees to actually uh, implement these types of agreements. In some areas, uh, we may actually have a situation maybe where maybe a declarations, a joint declarations are made when uh, the high level visit eventuates, you know, such as in areas such as uh, Antarctica, you know, as you know that uh, you know, both countries have uh, gateways for Antarctica. In our case, our gateway for, uh, to Antarctica is, uh, is Cape Town. So a lot of areas have been covered. You know, it, it straddles, you know, quite, uh, you know, areas, you know, wide areas where we believe that there's a lot of room for collaboration. Sport is very important. It was further mentioned during uh, the political consultations that, uh, as you may be aware, Chile has qualified for the 2023 uh, Rugby World Cup for the first time in her history. And uh, you know, there's a view that uh, the South African Rugby Union and the Chile Rugby Federation could also sign an agreement that will lead to that will lead to development and to the sharing of. Uh, you know, uh, ideas, uh, the science of sports uh, in this particular area, just as an example. So uh, the political consultations in a nutshell covered, you know, quite extensive areas uh, within the realm of our own joint, uh, joint consultative mechanism. Hmm. Very interesting. I know that uh, they love soccer as much as we love soccer. And now that they have qualified for rugby, hmm. we'll have much more things in common. Absolutely. In fact, uh, they, they, as you know, Chile's, Chileans uh, also like hockey. We had uh, our uh, Proteas, the ladies who were here, who played about six games against uh, the Chile national team. I think we won four out of the six games, and we expect the under 21 to be back here in December. We've previously had uh, the under sevens ladies uh, spring box, who also came to play here. You know, also another different uh, sporting code. And in this very week. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, we will be meeting with uh, the Chile Football Federation, as you rightly mentioned, that uh, the, the Chileans, uh, you know, are, are really very strong uh, football lovers and supporters. They are, they are indeed lovers of uh, the beautiful game, as we as we call it, like ourselves. Mm -hmm. And uh, in that, in those discussions, we hope. Uh, that we may be able to come, uh, you know, to some kind of an agreement to foster uh, cooperation in this particular area, possibly with uh, the South African Football Association, 
And there are also ideas to consider possibly, uh, you know, having maybe some kind of a tournament between some of the top teams in, uh, in South Africa and the top teams in Chile uh, to try and have maybe a small tournament and as to the modalities and how this is done. We hope that that will emerge uh, from those discussions. You know, you may be aware that it's to uh, give an example that a team like Mamelodi Sundowns, for instance, has a you know a Chilean player in the form of uh, uh, Marcelo Allende Bravo, and that has also heightened uh, awareness about uh, our league and its uh, competitiveness in this particular region. So we think that those are very good development. Uh, for myself, in fact, it has been quite interesting, you know, also as a as a great uh, you know uh, football fan that uh, you know we now and again we still have people who have actually played in South Africa, players such as uh, you know Mark Gonzalez. You know, some might remember Mark Gonzalez from those days. In fact, he was mm-hmm. born in South Africa. You know, during the time that his father. Raul Gonzalez was playing for some of our teams there. So a lot of connection. We believe that it is growing. Uh, Chile is doing quite well in tennis, just as an example. And, uh, you know, we, we, we think that who knows, as we go forward, that could also be another area where we can learn a bit just to know how they do their tennis development. I think you will have realized that they've got a couple of uh, players that are on the rise, you know, in the tennis circuit. And, uh, you know, they're, they're quite passionate about tennis, as an example, also very passionate about golf. So there are several areas in uh, the sporting areas where we believe we can, in fact, uh, uh, collaborate. Mm-hmm. Um, when Deputy Minister was still there, he also took part in the launch of the exhibition, the 10th year remembrance of Nelson Mandela under the theme, The Legacy Lives On Through You at the Museum of Memory and Human Rights in Santiago. Please tell us more about this exhibition and its significance. Well, this exhibition is is quite significant and uh, it really embodies our histories. It embodies our shared values and desires for democracy and human rights. And uh, I believe that it was also quite important because this was a trilateral uh, cooperation between uh, ourselves, the Nelson Mandela Foundation and the Museum of Memory, you know, including, of course, both governments which were quite uh, involved. Uh, The event itself sought to uh, not only commemorate the 10-year remembrance of uh, our beloved Madiba, but it also sought to uh, commemorate the 50th anniversary of uh, uh, the coup d'etat in Chile, you know, which has actually been commemorated uh, this year. The government will actually have a myriad programs uh, to commemorate this, I believe, on the 11th of uh, September this year. So it was about... Uh, you know, not only talking about human rights, uh, not only talking about uh, justice and equality, it was also about celebrating the life and legacy of Madiba and the values that he stood for. So this was quite, you know, not only a significant, but, uh, you know, a a very important event, which also included, uh, you know, a panel discussion 
by some high-level people. For instance, we had uh, the, the person who was the Secretary General of uh, Chile's own Truth and Reconciliation Commission, Mr. Sutil, and uh, the Vice Minister of International Relations uh, here, uh, Ms. Gloria uh, De La Fuente, who participated in the panel, and uh, uh, Ms. Dave, Professor Davis, who's uh, uh, the, the, the rector of uh, the University of Chile, uh, to talk about uh, some of those values, you know, what, you know, what, what, what this entire occasion uh, represented. So very important, very uh, 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 resonant for both countries in many ways. You know, you may recall that our own uh, Truth and Reconciliation Commission was also based on Chile's, which had taken place uh, earlier, you know, at the end of uh, the dictatorship within uh, Chile itself. So a lot of uh, uh, shared uh, uh, desires, a lot of uh, shared objectives in terms of our commitment to uh, democracy, in terms of our commitment to uh, the protection of human rights and uh, justice and equality in many ways. So this event was particularly very significant. And indeed, uh, the 10-year the remembrance uh, exhibition of uh, Nelson Mandela was also inaugurated on this, uh, you know, very important. So it was quite a, a propitious occasion in many ways. Wow, very interesting. If you have just joined us, you are listening to The Diplomat on Ubuntu Radio. I am Thelma Gobeni, and I'm currently having a conversation with the Ambassador of South Africa to Chile, His Excellency, Mr. George Mangene. So, uh, Ambassador, I would like us to move and now speak about trade relations between the two partners. In your opinion, what do you think is Chile's assessment of the business in and investment environment in South Africa? I think uh, the, the, the Chileans are quite familiar, you know, to some extent, you know, but I would say to a large extent, though, with, uh, you know, the business environment in South Africa, because we have seen an increase in terms of uh, you know, business, both from the trade and investment uh, uh, perspective. And this is also largely driven by the fact that uh, in some areas, uh, some of uh, the business sectors that we're engaged in, you know, are quite complementary and similar in some way. For instance, as you are aware, you know, Chile has a very huge mining sector, you know, like ourselves, you know, but we also believe that the mining sector in Chile itself offers us a very uh, important opportunity because generally in the past Chile had focused on open pit mining and recently in the past couple of years uh, Chile is now migrating into underground mining and we have a lot of experience in that particular area as you know that we actually mine quite deep in the underground so this is an opportunity for our companies to provide services to export machinery and uh, just to share the know-how in this particular area as uh, we may we, we've got a substantive comparative advantage and in that respect we regularly engage uh, the various business association and industrial associations to try and uh, expose and uh, showcase some of the opportunities that are available uh, in this particular area we recently had a a webinar for our uh, 
suppliers in South Africa to look at uh, some of the opportunities that exist with uh, one of the biggest industrial associations here in Chile called uh, the Antofagasta Industrial Association. So a lot of opportunities in that particular area. However, the sectors, uh, uh, for instance, uh, are also quite diversified, you know, uh, in the sense that uh, for companies in Chile, we have uh, 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 companies that operate in different areas, such as in the pharmaceutical industry, in the form of uh, uh, Aspen. We also have uh, companies such as Lawbrand, Goldfields, you know, in the mining uh, area. Even companies that actually assist uh, in sourcing, uh, you know, human resource uh, uh, capital for some of the such as workforce. So it, it's quite diversified. We have a present a presence, you know, in the agri business, agri industries through companies such as Bitfoods and Anglo, and uh, various companies that are operating there. The same applies even on the other side, as you may be aware. Uh, one of uh, the Chilean companies uh, named Sicto uh, Gopers has recently, uh, 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 you know, bought the explosives component of Sasol, which is now named uh, NIX, and uh, you know they're currently uh, uh, they've just recently announced that they've become a strategic equity partner in uh, grinding media South Africa GMSA, you know, through Megatalks International which is also owned uh, by, by Sigda Copper. We've got companies such as Conimed Duratray that are involved uh, in the mining sector there. Companies such as Sone Arauco, very huge company that run a very huge mill in, uh, in Pumalanga in the White River area. So a lot of involvement. We think this is uh, quite, uh, quite important. In fact, uh, during one of the business networking sessions that we had in honor of uh, uh, the deputy minister's visit, you know, he mentioned uh, what I thought was very seminal uh, in stating that the opportunity for growth, both from a trade and investment perspective, is quite huge. I think one other area that uh, deputy minister Boot has highlighted, which is critical, was that Chilean companies also stand to benefit from the African Continental Free Trade Area, which was launched uh, in January 2021. And he mentioned the fact that, uh, you know, uh, SACU, as you know, we're a member of uh, the Southern African Customs Union, has now deposited, uh, or, or at least uh, its, uh, you know, tariff, you know, proposals. And as those goes through, for companies that come from here who wish to use South Africa or even SACU in general, as a solid platform, those tend to benefit quite tremendously from the African continental free trade area. Even beyond that, they will also get an opportunity to uh, export uh, to the rest of the world from the South African or from the SACU base, because as you know, we do have agreements uh, with uh, many other regions in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, that gives a bit of an overview. Oh, yes. Um, are there any activities that you are currently undertaking as an embassy to encourage more Chilean businesses to invest in South Africa? Talk us through some of the projects that you have embarked on lately. 
Well, in fact, uh, you know, that's a very important core of the work that we do that's ongoing, that happens, uh, you know, at all times. And we use varied platforms to try and uh, ensure that we not only brand and showcase South Africa at all times, you know, as a preferred destination for, uh, you know, investments, but we constantly hold webinars, we conduct uh, and business seminars at every opportunity. Uh, to give you the latest example, we had an engagement. We visited one of the northern regions in Chile about two weeks ago, uh, where we went to Iquique and uh, had a business seminar with uh, the National uh, uh, Chamber of, Associ of Business Associations of Chile and the Iquique Business Chamber to tell them about the opportunities that exist in South Africa and to also tell them about opportunities uh, that exist because, as you know, we do have very sophisticated and uh, value-added products that we believe uh, Chileans can uh, import as we try to drive our own uh, export-driven uh, strategy. So though that's quite ongoing. It's a, it's a huge focus. Uh, you know, for the mission uh, to ensure that we're, we're, we're constantly engaging with the business. We've built a very wide network of uh, business chambers uh, with some of the largest business chambers in Chile to ensure that we are able to constantly provide opportunities for investments uh, that emanate from our own country to also continuously provide assistance to them to ensure that whenever they need to source products, whether it be input products or whether it be finished products, high value added products, that we are able to provide assistance immediately. We do this as Team South Africa. This means that we uh, work very closely with our sister departments, such as the Department of Trade, Industry and Cooperation, the DMRE, any of uh, you know, the departments that operate within the economic sphere. Uh, to ensure that uh, this is a joint and that we draw synergies, you know, to maximize the opportunity to try and crowd in investments from Chile, even including trilateral uh, uh, arrangements, because as you know, Chile also hosts some of uh, your largest investors in the world, in the mining and the agribusiness and in other areas to ensure that uh, from a trilateral perspective, we can also get those companies to continue to consider joint ventures and uh, you know venture further into investing in, uh, uh, in in South Africa. Furthermore, we try to use uh, you know social media platforms. We try to use uh, you know uh, instruments such as those to try and ensure that we can showcase opportunities that are available. We engage with the. Uh, uh, tour operators quite frequently and with uh, the South African Tourism Office, both at home and the representatives that are based in uh, Brazil, which is uh, you know, largely proximus to us, to make sure that we can also brand uh, our country as a, as a destination, as a tourism destination. Very important uh, because, as you know, that uh, you know, tourism does generate a lot of uh, revenue and a lot of jobs. Uh, for people. And we're actually quite excited that uh, from September onwards, travel between uh, South Africa and this region uh, will be, the travel time will be reduced quite significantly. 
because uh, LATAM, which is the Latin American uh, airline, will start flying from Johannesburg on the 2nd, uh, doing the Johannesburg-Sao Paulo route. That lessens the time because people can connect from there to Chile. And furthermore, South African Airways has uh, now issued a statement that uh, the flights will begin, I believe, at the end of October uh, to offer the Johannesburg-Sao Paulo route and the uh, Cape Town, Sao Paulo. So great developments, and we hope that this will continue to increase uh, the number of tourists that emanate from uh, this region as we go forward. Mm, sounds very interesting. Um, currently, do we have any cultural um, exchange programs going on between the two countries? And do you see any similarities or commonalities uh, in the culture of Chileans and South Africans? We, we don't have any formalized, uh, you know, areas as yet, which is why uh, both parties are so elated that emanating from uh, the political consultations uh, that there's been an agreement that we should consider uh, signing a memorandum of understanding on arts and culture. So hopefully that will provide a basis and a legal instrument, uh, you know, for us to start building programs in that particular area. However, that does not mean that there have not been any form of exchanges. Of course, exchanges have happened. We meet regularly uh, with uh, the responsible department, including the representatives within the, uh, the Ministry of uh, External Relations in Chile that focus on those areas. So we have seen uh, some cultural exchanges uh, happening in different areas, in film and uh, music, with, uh, and, and we've seen the same uh, from the from the other way around, you know. For instance, uh, we, we we have a South African singer uh, who's based here, uh, Pretty Shanga, who's participating in one of uh, in a very popular uh, theatre show called Viaje de Mombasa, which is, which has South African links at a production and at different levels. So there there's awareness, and uh, as part of uh, also. Uh, driving your trade and investment component, we never leave out the fact that we've got facilities for filmmaking, for production, etc. And the Chileans are made more aware, I believe, that some of the companies here have also taken advantage of, uh, you know, the very reasonable rates that are offered to go and film or to go and produce in South Africa. So yes, there is a strong uh, connection. I think. Uh, uh, one should also consider the fact that both countries, as you very aptly mentioned in your opening uh, remarks, uh, believe in South-South cooperation and in driving uh, the, the, the development agenda of the South. So that also brings us together. We believe that uh, that gives us a very good convergence in terms of uh, our own aspirations and uh, in terms of making sure that we can draw synergies as like-minded uh, countries, particularly in some of uh, those uh, those areas. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to traveling to Chile, for a South African who is just an, a, a travel enthusiast and would like to explore Chile, what would you advise that particular person? What is it that we need to take into account as we plan to travel to Chile for vacation purposes? Well, uh, firstly, I think it is a great uh, 
you know, it, it is good to know that South Africans who are coming to visit Chile uh, do not need uh, a visa to come here as long as you're not going to stay for more than 90 days. And I believe that this is a reciprocal arrangement, so Chileans can also travel to South Africa. So uh, that in itself, I think, is a great win for both uh, countries, win-win situation, really. Secondly, uh, that Chile offers uh, different attractions in investment. I, I would say that Chile pretty much has an entire spectrum of experiences. Uh, you have a desert in Chile, you have areas that are very cold, uh, you're very close to the sea. As you know, Chile is like a very long sleeve of a country with over 4,000 uh, kilometers of a coastline. So you'll pretty much find everything here, the Andes Mountains, etc. And on the same note, uh, one could really say that uh, although the tourism is developed uh, to a large extent here, we also have offerings that we believe are very competitive and uh, not only for Chileans, but for, for people in the region, South, the South American continent and for the rest of uh, the Latin American region uh, to visit South Africa. So preparations are uh, very similar. They've got very long summers and uh, some people may also need to make sure that they learn a little bit, a few words in Spanish, as you know that uh, Chile is a Spanish-speaking country, but we've seen quite a huge proliferation of uh, people who speak Spanish. In fact, it is becoming a, a welcome trend that a lot of uh, the younger generations of Chileans now travel to South Africa to learn English for six months and uh, and, 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 and come back. So they, they also, in a sense, become our own ambassadors, you know, as they go there for, for English training. But we've seen quite an increase in their quest for such courses. I you hope that answers your question in a, in a way. Yes, yes, it does. You are listening to The Diplomat on Ubuntu Radio. I am Thelma Gobeni, and I'm spending time with the ambassador of South Africa to Chile, His Excellency, Mr. George Monyemangen. He is based in Chile in Santiago and is currently sharing details of our relations with uh, Chile. Do follow us on Facebook, Ubuntu Radio ZA, on Twitter at Ubuntu Radio ZA. We're also on Instagram at official Ubuntu Radio ZA. Otherwise, you catch us on DSTV, Audio Bokeh, Channel 888, and online, UbuntuRadio.com. Ambassador, let's now switch the camera lens to you yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a diplomat. Um, yeah. Talk me through your diplomatic journey. How did you become, how, how did you join the diplomatic corps? Well, I, I think I've always had a great uh, fondness uh, towards uh, diplomacy, you know, both from an economic, you know, perspective and, uh, you know, economic diplomacy perspective, maybe I should say, and uh, just both from, uh, you know, the world of uh, diplomacy in general has always been an attraction and I've been involved in this particular area in different ways. So uh, it is a passion that I believe I have and whenever there's an opportunity to get involved uh, you know and to serve our government and our people you know I would I would always see that as a as a great privilege and an opportunity to do so mm -hmm. 
And how did you find the journey been? What were the challenges? What were the highlights of your career? The, the, I think the highlights for me would be that whenever there's an opportunity uh, to, to promote, to brand our country, and uh, to make sure that through the use of diplomatic channels, we can actually advance our national interest and priorities through the relations, through the linkages that we have with the rest of the world. Uh, that is always a very good uh, opportunity and a great challenge uh, to get involved. I often, when we speak as a team in the mission, you know, we often highlight uh, the fact that it is really entirely upon us as a team to make sure that we optimize our engagements uh, with the view that uh, we can derive as much of an interest and as much of, uh, you know, creating uh, flows in various areas, you know, uh, back into our own country for the betterment of our people and for the promotion and advancement of our own national priorities and interests. Because at the, you know, the end of the day, that is really uh, the core focus of diplomacy. You know, championing and advancing uh, our own interests uh, within the realm of uh, uh, the, the world. Uh, is this posting in Chile your first posting, or you have done other countries before? I have had an opportunity to serve. I've had an opportunity to serve in Germany uh, before coming here, and uh, I think that in itself, uh, you know, was a great opportunity because, as you know, we do a lot of uh, work with Germany, both from uh, different exchanges, from a cultural, uh, from an economic, from a political, you know, basically straining, straddling the entire. Uh, uh, I would say straddling the entire uh, areas of uh, engagement that cover the political, economic and cultural. My experiences there were also quite interesting because you deal with different types of uh, engagements. As you know that uh, Germany is a highly developed manufacturing sector. Germany is a great uh, uh, trade, well, a large trade partner. With, uh, with ourselves and furthermore also quite a huge investor. So that also presented uh, a different challenge in trying to make sure that we can try and crowd in investments from that particular country into South Africa, that we can develop other areas of collaboration, not only in the bilateral, as mentioned earlier, also in the multilateral area, but different because each particular country actually provides uh, different opportunities and each particular country uh, you know provides different nodal uh, points for engagement as we try to uh, drive our own interests in terms of where we are so this is quite interesting so it's, it's a you know it, it's different challenges at the end of the day i think it, it is also important uh, uh, to realize that uh, with the business units that we have at head office, which provide uh, support and guidance in terms of the work that we do, uh, those are also driven by our country and regional strategies as we do uh, our work. So 
it has to be a very coherent and very coordinated uh, type of engagement in terms of the type of objectives that we try to achieve that are driven by the larger vision of our country, our department, as uh, the Department of International Relations and Cooperation. From a personal uh, point of view, how did you find Chile when you first arrived there? What was your experience like? My experience in uh, my experience in Chile when I arrived, I was quite uh, astounded in the sense that uh, you read a lot about. Uh, although I had had an opportunity to go to one or two countries in South America through uh, previous uh, uh, work-related engagements, uh, we often make the era of uh, taking a regional perspective. The same happens with us uh, when people think about the African continent that we, you know, people tend to think that uh, sometimes we might be homogeneous when in fact we're a huge continent with uh, many countries that are uh, heterogeneous, that are different, uh, that share, you know, different uh, ways of doing things in different areas and different uh, characteristics in many ways. So even with Chile, I was quite surprised uh, by the nature of the country, the various economic sectors, uh, you know, just the cultural dimensions, you know, that it had very interesting, uh, you know, very interesting elements, I think, compared to other countries within this particular region. And I was quite uh, surprised by the level of development as well. I think, uh, you know, it was quite a good surprise uh, in, in terms of seeing how developed uh, the country was in certain areas. A lot of similarities, I believe, in uh, you know, in in many ways, I would say, with ourselves, and uh, we in some areas we face similar challenges. Also, interestingly, uh, even the sectors when it comes to business and the economy you know, very similar in some ways in terms of agribusiness, in terms of mining. Uh, as you know, Chile also produces, uh, you know, good wine and uh, we produce excellent wine as well. You know, so in some ways we might even be competitors in that particular area. But, uh, you know, it, it, it was quite an interesting uh, 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 way to observe, you know, how Chile is, uh, you know, actually uh, structured how the Chilean society is, how as countries in the South we are. Yeah, of course, there are always very <laughs> interesting elements uh, that one can look at. Uh, you know, you, you had mentioned earlier that you are, you know, originally from, uh, you know, Limpopo, uh, just as an example, and I'm sure you would be familiar yeah. with uh, the Tropic of Capricorn, you know, so we share latitudes in some areas. The Tropic of Capricorn also goes through here. And as you know, uh, you know, it also goes through uh, the northern part of our of our country. Uh, you can uh, realize very easily that we're on the same weather channel, for instance. And, uh, you know, sometimes when it gets a little bit cold, I don't think there's any uh, empirical evidence or any science to it. I don't think so, just by observation, of course, that uh, sometimes if you if you speak to people at home and they tell you that they've got a cold front, 
you know, without fail, a day or two later, you feel like it also gets a little bit cooler here. You know, the same when it's the summer, you know, because we we, we, we are in, in the same kind of a seasonal time frame as well. So very interesting in that uh, in that perspective. As we conclude our talk, when you leave that country at the end of your tenure, uh, what do you think you would have left behind as a legacy and what would you be taking home? Uh, for me, the most important thing is just to contribute as much as I can. And I would say that individual or personal legacies for me, you know, in that case are not really primary. Uh, the most important thing is that we as uh, Team South Africa, both in the mission and even in the region, working in cooperation with, uh, you know, uh, our missions in this particular region, that we can make a telling impact in terms of making sure that uh, South Africa is appropriately uh, branded and showcased and that we build the type of relations that are very reflective of who we are as a people and as a country and that uh, we contribute positively you know to some of uh, the objectives you know we we have challenges we want to uh, bring in investments we want to make sure that we uh, you know address you know through investments uh, and, and uh, through job creation some of the challenges that we may face for instance uh, you know through uh, uh, unemployment reduction, creating opportunities for the youth, uh, creating important uh, linkages in various areas where we believe we can learn. And uh, we understand that this is not a one-way situation. So I hope that the contribution that I would have made to the team, uh, you know, will also be quite useful in making sure that it would have uh, advanced our interest to a large extent in our engagements, not only in Chile, as you know, we are accredited on a non-resident uh, basis uh, to a few other countries in the region, Bolivia, Peru, and Ecuador, and that we would have contributed towards uh, making sure that the bilateral relations are deepened, they're strategic, and that it's a win-win and mutually beneficial uh, type of situation for our partners in this region as we uh, try to uh, drive the South-South uh, development agenda. Uh, Ambassador, let me thank you for having made time on such a morning to speak to us. Thank you so much and we wish you all the best with future endeavours. Thank you very much, uh, Ms. Ngoven, and I wish you a wonderful day ahead. And uh, thank you for the opportunity to, for us to share the work that we do in this uh, part of the world. But thank you. You are you. most welcome. You are welcome. It's a pleasure. All the best.